listening to the Top Music Guitar Podcast, the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love. If you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job, you've come to the right place. Each week, you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio. I'm your host, Michael, and I've founded one of the top guitar schools in Australia, written a best-selling curriculum, and I mentor guitar teachers. I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcast with me, your host, Michael Gumley from Top Music. And today we're going to have a really, really cool discussion about boosting your retention and increasing the lifespan of your students. Now, at Melbourne Guitar Academy, COVID's sort of thrown a spanner in the works and making it a little bit hard to calculate our numbers. I know they're down much less than what they used to be, but at one point our average student was staying with us uh, for at least two years across the board. And of course, with kids, it was up closer to four or five years. And we've got a number of different things that we do in terms of increasing and boosting our attention. And we'll hopefully talk about a couple of things that you can do at the moment. But just speaking really, really generally, it's just basic human psychology. Guitar playing, sorry, I should say guitar teaching is 20% guitar teaching and 80% psychology and human behaviors. So if you can have a really good relationship with your students, a really good relationship with the parents of the junior students as well. You can make them feel welcome. You can make them feel at home, that they like coming to their lessons, that it's an enjoyable part of their week. Then that is going to directly contribute to the students staying with you for much longer. Ultimately, what we need to do is consistently bump up the priority list of our students and where guitar playing sits in their list of priorities and things they want to do. The higher it is up on that list, the less likely they are to quit. And what we found out with COVID, we got a really uh, rude awakening for a lot of people that suddenly lost jobs or suddenly lost work or were really scared about the pandemic and, and you know COVID and all these kind of things like that that they ended up going, ah, oh, guitar lessons on hold. Straight away, they got relegated to a lower priority because all these other things ended up coming up. So basically what you just need to do is make your guitar lessons the highlight of their week, something they really, really look forward to. Then what you also need to do is make sure you've got great relationships with your students and that they can feel progression. And that's a really, really important thing for students and parents alike. If people get stuck in the same level for too long, they get complacent, they start going, oh yeah, I'm, I'm stuck or I'm not making any progress. Even if they are, you've got to point it out and make it really obvious to them that they are making progress there. So one thing that I do at Melbourne Guitar Academy is having checklists. So every single week they can get a few things ticked off. They've got tangible proof that they are improving. You also want to basically record them quite often and show them back the recordings. Hey, you're feeling a bit down? Why don't we watch this video from three months ago and have a look at how much you've improved it and do some side-by-side comparisons. That's a, a really, really great way of boosting retention. The other thing that you can do is again, have some sort of level up or progression. That's why I have the Guitar Ninjas program where we've got our karate belt system. We've got the worksheets. It's all designed as one big retention booster. A mistake that so many people make with their lessons, especially if they're not doing any sort of exams, is there's just one big long block of learning that goes for a couple of months or even a couple of years. And the student just goes a little bit over there, a little bit over here, 
there's no real direction. If you can give students direction, show them they're at A, they wanna to get to Z, what we wanna do with our students is go, all right, well, here's B, here's C, here's D, here's E, here's F, and we wanna plan out a pathway for them to follow from A to B, hopefully specifically focusing on their goals and being in, you know, strong connection with what the students need. We don't want to have it so that you're just randomly coming up with things every now and then or five minutes before the lesson. We don't want it so that you're overwhelming them by giving them too much stuff all the time. We've got to find the right balance of giving them new content, helping them progress, not overwhelming them with too much content too frequently, and not, if they don't practice at home, not uh, just giving them the same things over and over and over so they end up being bored. So there is quite a lot to juggle, but a great starting point is to take a look at some of your students who have been with you for the longest and to go, hey, what is making these students uh, stick with me for so long? Uh, I noticed that when I was uh, starting out, I only had 10 students and the lessons were a lot more personalized that those students stuck with me for a long time because they had such a great relationship. Nowadays, it's a little bit harder because we have over 250 students at Melbourne Guitar Academy. Uh, we don't get the same sort of attention with them and the same relationship building. So those students aren't developing that personal connection. So it's a bit harder on that front. For you guys with the biggest schools, it has to be about, well, how do they get that sense of belonging? How do they get that connection to the school and the community as a whole, as opposed to individual teachers? And that can go into a, a segue where you know, you've got all these students having a relationship with the teacher, the teacher quits or the teacher moves on, and all of a sudden the students quit either altogether or going off and, you know, chasing down that teacher wherever he went. So, you know, retention is a big, long issue. But if you can just create good experiences, I'm going to keep coming back to these same points here, guys. You create really good, engaging experiences. You give your students a sense of belonging, a purpose to be there. You show them the progress. And again, that's where the checklists and level ups become really helpful is it gives the students something to work towards. The parents can see the progress they're making. The level up is a big milestone that the whole family gets to enjoy. And even your whole academy should enjoy and make a spectacle about. And look at places like uh, football clubs, like what kind of retention do they have? Do they have people going from, you know, under 10s all the way up to under 18s or even playing seniors? Yeah, there's a drop off at every step of the way. But if there's a big enough social group and a peer group and everyone enjoys it and gets something from it, you know, they often stay for a number of different years. So look outside guitar industry specifically and go, why are students staying in dance lessons for 10 years? Why are students doing their martial arts for a certain number of years? Why do students quit certain things as soon as high school ends and there's no more pressure from their parents to do it? So by being aware of all these other areas of membership or community belonging activities, we can learn a lot from those and then tie them into our guitar lessons as well. And the big one uh, that I would also want to throw in there is that having milestones to work towards. Although I'm not a big fan of like the exam kind of approach because I think it kind of makes it more about, hey, let's learn this repertoire to pass a test instead of being reflective of real life playing, something it does really well and parents buy into this straight away is the whole, let's work on this for a year and let's get this test, do the test at the end and get our certificate or our accreditation or whatever it happens to be. So parents are all about exams and doing this program and it seems to have, you know, brainwashing the system. And what is good about the exams is it does give you something to work towards. It does give you a payoff at the end of it. It does have a structure to be followed and it outlines a clear learning path. 
even if the uh, you know the result is the students are more like parrots than they are actual guitar players, and there's a whole bunch of areas of guitar playing which are, in my view, essential, which get missed out on or don't get touched on. It's a system in place that is really easy to show progression, prestige, level up, rewards, all those kind of things. So what can you be doing in your school to replicate that? And again, if you want a shortcut, ask me about guitar ninjas straight away we can give you a level system the karate belt payoff you know the checklist the challenges all that stuff to show there but uh, a flip side of that is having concerts to work towards if you have your students uh, working towards a concert they're probably going to hang around for a little bit longer or they're going to have something to work towards which is going to kick into that progression which is going to in turn uh, translate to them getting better results staying for longer and You should also be asking your students, hey, why are they quitting? Because ultimately, if students just quit and we don't do any sort of exit survey, we don't know why they're quitting and therefore we can't put measures in place to prevent that premature decline. You should all be calculating what is the average amount of time that students stay with you. If that is six months, uh, then you have people quitting way too prematurely. If it's five years, then that's absolutely fantastic. You are doing a wonderful job. And what you need to do is basically calculate how long students are staying with you. So you have an average lifespan of your clients. You know how much they're worth to you. And you have a baseline to try and beat every single month. So you calculate your attention, your attention, your turn rate. And every month, you want to kind of improve that by at least one month and get better and better and better. And if you can get your students to two years, that's fantastic. You know, most people... Again, the statistic is like more than 99% of guitar players or musicians in general quit within the first year. And then something like 90% of the people that make it to the second year quit by the end of the second year. So it's a universal problem. How many people start gym routines and gym memberships and never go to the gym? So while it's not necessarily a guitar specific problem, you want to be taking every step that you can to increase the lifespan of every single person that comes through that door, whether that's making practice easy, giving them clear specific instructions on what they need to do, welcoming them to the community, having really fun, engaging lessons, having paired activities in your group classes so that people want to be part of the group, having a concert to work towards, having a progression plan where, again, every single student is going to have a limited lifespan. If you calculate that around about 18 months, sorry, if your lifespan is two years, then at 18 months, you want to bump them up into another program. Hey, you're coming near the end of the beginner program. Well, why don't you go into this little songwriting stream which we've prepared for our six months and then you can boost their lifespan by another six months by doing a songwriting program. And when the songwriting program wraps up, can you put them into a recording program or a music theory course or intermediate guitar playing or improvisation or some other stream? So sometimes people are only going to do the same activity so many times before they go, yep, I know this, or they do actually know it all, or they just start getting bored of the same old routine. Uh, Humans need variation uh, as one of their basic human needs. They need structure and consistency, but they also need variation and freshness and some excitement in their life by mixing things up. And you'll notice, maybe just look at your own life. Have you ever done one thing consistently for 30 years or 20 years or depending on how old you are, you know, 10 years? For most of us, it probably is our instruments. But how many sports have we tried? How many hobbies have we started, bought the gear for, gone, nah, I'm bored of this and then moved on? You know, I can count during lockdown <laughs> about five different activities that I tried out. And now it's just back to guitar playing in business and I'm starting another activity. So take a look at your own behavior, you know, reflect, introspect on what causes you to quit things early. What 
do you think uh, has caused you to stay with certain things for really long times? And then ask yourself, what are my students doing? Why are they quitting? Or why the people who stay with me for a long time, why are they staying? And by introspecting, reflecting on yourself, on your business, on your students, that's going to give you the answers that you need. Take the three common things that all the students have in common who stay for you for a really long time and double down on providing more of that for all of the other students. Take the three reasons that people quit the most and go, how can I solve this problem? And then work towards solving those three major problems. And that is guaranteed to reduce the amount of students that quit and extend the lifespan of your students. So that's pretty much my little rant on that little topic. Hopefully you found it helpful. We've only got Simo live with us right now. But Simo, did you want to chip in on anything or ask any questions related to that? Yeah. um, For me, I've only been uh, sort of teaching full-time, you know, in my business for the last couple of years. So I guess my retention numbers are still um, revealing themselves somewhat. Um, but my um, uh, so far with like I haven't sort of lost too many students, which is good. A direct reason I'm not I'm never certain whether the retention could be something that I could be doing better, or whether they're just you know whether just legitimately I've just lost people who you know um, can't make those commitments anymore. And um, in your experiences, like um, how much of your retention um has been in that sort of scenario compared to say people actually saying something like oh i feel like i'm stuck in the same level or i'm you know bored with lessons or uh, do you know what i mean like can you elaborate a bit more on where the split occurs in terms of your sort of experiences yeah now silly me i'm i've got this laptop here as opposed to my other one so i can't uh look up the statistics for you uh, and i'm just you know doing just a generally. kind of response here for what yeah. it is but um i think the biggest thing that people put on a survey is just losing interest losing motivation or i'm going to try something else so that's generally the biggest excuse that i get i also get people um kind of putting on sometimes that they'd like to try private lessons every now and then i get people saying hey it's too expensive i can't afford it and that's kind of been you know on the back of covid all the statistics are are getting inflated and everything's all over the shop i I got sick of online learning so we've got so many people who are just like yeah i can't handle this anymore but those who are losing interest, losing motivation, that's a good indication that uh, that initial spark for lessons has kind of like uh, declined. That kind of happens with everything as that honeymoon period where, yep, this is easy, this is fun, this is enjoyable. Oh, okay, now the progress is yeah. slowing down. I'm kind of plateauing. And then that's the critical thing where, they, all right, I'm not having as much fun, therefore I'm not going to pick it up as much. And then they start to slide backwards. So they'll do that little dip. And if you can turn them around, and again, the dip sometimes might be because, yeah, you're progressing really well. Cool, I'm going to throw some harder stuff at you. Okay, now it's not as easy. It's not as fun. So therefore you plateau. Now you stop practicing or now I'm giving you more hard stuff. But then the practice does kick in and the lessons take off again. So it's kind of about navigating that dip there. And going, yes, there's going to be a natural dip with our students in their enthusiasm and their motivation. Uh, again, certain students are just going to smash on through that dip, but you got to make them aware of it. And that's something I do with all my students to say, hey, guys, three months from now, six months from now, 
two years from now, you're going to hit a wall with this and you're going to be tired. You're going to you know, give up. You're going to be frustrated, but realize that you're in a dip and that dips don't last forever. You don't want to quit here, you know, right before the spring back comes back up. And yeah, there's going to be times when you don't feel like playing guitar. That's okay. Practice it anyway. There are going to be times where you need a break for a week. No worries. Take a break for a week, but don't let one become two and fall out of habit and routine. So the people that stick with it for longer and the People that become the best students I noticed are the people who, from day one, they're just so motivated and excited about it. You can see it's something they like. And the other ones are the ones who have already mentally arrived and they don't question that, oh, do I have the potential to be a guitar player? Is this something I can do? They're like, I am going to become a great guitar player. I realize that I only need to put in the time and you need to show me how. They're the kind of people that just click and stick with it forever. Everyone else is kind of like, again, building or managing a hobby that when the going's easy they love it when the going gets tough that's when you start to see what you know what people are made of and people humans always want to take the path of least resistance if they don't practice for a week then most people in private lessons are unlikely to show up and they'll just go oh yeah i'm not going to come to my lesson i'm just going to practice extra that's a you know a very slippery slope where two weeks becomes three becomes four becomes i'm quitting because i'm not practicing i'm not motivated i can't justify the expense with the kids, the reason is often the parents like, oh, they're not practicing at home. So that kind of goes back to what I've talked about previously with communicating expectations about practice at home. Hey, we don't care if they don't practice at home. Kids hate doing things at home that aren't what they want to do exactly then and there in that moment. So don't worry about it. Just come an extra session per week or just be aware that if they're having fun in their lessons and they're doing really well, then of course, that's a really good thing. And having the milestone, uh, you'll notice that whenever you put a deadline in place, whether that's a concert or, you know, if a student has 10 weeks to learn 10 songs for their, their grading, when they get to the last two, they'll often, it might go, you know, song in week one, song in week two, song in week three, miss week four, song in week five, and then they've got one week left to learn three songs and they magically learn three songs in one week. It's Parkinson's law. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, I've only got three songs to level up and here's the deadline. I'm going to do it. Or, Hey, I'm really close. I'm getting a sniff of, you know, victory here. Therefore I'm going to smash out these last couple on top of the fact that their skills start to improve anyway. And it gets easier and easier when things are roughly at the same level, like, uh, you know, towards the, uh, the video game, once you get experience with it, all the easy stuff becomes easy. Or once you get the hang of the controls and you're playing on easy mode, then of course it gets easier and easier. So these are just things to be aware of with your students. And again, everyone has a limited lifespan. Unfortunately, everyone is going to quit one day. Hopefully you just provide them with a wonderful experience that they want to come back if it is a short-term thing or that if it's a, a, they're completely done, they're out of the hobby that they can look back fondly and go, yeah, that was well worth my time or I had a lot of great fun during that, during these moments here. So you just have to go, yep, I've got this person for a limited amount of time. What can we do to have the best amount of time possible with this person? And don't take it too personally when they quit, but always have your finger on the pulse of, hey, why do they quit? Take exit surveys, calculate your retention. And even, you know, you're only in six months of your business or thereabouts, uh, you can still calculate. Once you get past three months, you can pretty much calculate your churn rate and your uh, retention rate there. And essentially, you just want to try and uh, reduce the amount of people that quit every single month. Even if you just get one less person every single month, that's going to help bump up those numbers. And people, you need to know your statistics. You need to have stats on how long people are for, how much money they're spending, uh, you know, percentage of quitters, kids versus adults. Like 
we have kids, like our adult retention rate is different to our kids' retention rate. They're dramatically different. Adults don't stay anywhere near as long as what our kids do. And most of our kids are, again, staying for multiple things. That could be because with guitar ninjas and the checklist, the kids buy into that a lot more uh, with guitar players and uh, than, sorry, the adults do with the guitar ninjas. And even individual teachers, if you're managing teachers and you're studio technology allows you to do this you want to calculate the retention rate for each individual teachers yeah i tell a story where i used to work at a music shop and i had like you know one night of students eight back to back people wouldn't quit and then i got a second night and then i had eight back to back people wouldn't quit what would happen is uh they put me on a third night they couldn't get any more students one of the teachers in the room next to me totally shocking teacher lots of bad habits like i'd sit there i'd hear things of like oh man this is this lesson's going horrible like i would not want to be a parent listening into this because i would you know it's probably the parents taking them out of the students but basically this teacher couldn't keep people beyond a term they'd pay for five lessons up front most of the people would quit by the fifth lesson and then no one ever made it for like you know 10 full lessons and i said to the shop owner i'm like hey you keep giving this guy students Holes, he's, he's a hole in the bottom of the boat. People go in, they come out, and then you go, hey, I'm going to give him another student because he's got a gap because the teacher felt bad for him. So the, the owner of the studio felt bad for him and he wanted to fairly pay all the teachers the same. And I'm sitting there going, you idiot, like get rid of this guy, give me his students, or at least on a different day, allocate them to me. I've got retention for you know an endless amount of retention. People aren't quitting, people aren't stopping. So that's the kind of thing that you want to set up is if you know teachers in your studio aren't performing, you might need to make it a tough decision and cut that teacher out, reallocate your students to someone who's performing highly. Uh, most of my teachers' uh, pay incentives are based on retention. If I have a student, uh, a teacher who can keep 80% retention over a, a six-month period, he is due for a, a little pay rise. If a teacher is having 80% of their students quit, I need to get rid of that teacher ASAP. So that's essentially what you need to have an awareness of. If you enjoy this show and want to hear more of our work, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. For links and resources mentioned in this episode, including a free ebook on how to find more guitar students, visit us at www.topmusic.co slash guitar or check out the show notes. And lastly, thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.